This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Boom. Hello, James. Whoa! Star Wars. <laughs> it's um, very Star Wars. It's been feeling like a drought because there's like nothing going on until next week. Oh my gosh. Next week it's going to explode. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan and Star Wars Celebration. And Stranger Things Season 4. Which is Star Wars, technically. Actually, they do have yeah. Star Wars references in it. So, I mean, yeah. They do. I know, they, <laughs> hear about the finale of that show? It's going to be two hours and, and 30 minutes long or something like that. It's I did not hear that. So, that's a the movie. Final, <laughs> yeah, the final episode in July. Because they're doing it in two. Because Netflix is, does that weird thing where they split it mm. into two parts. And you have to wait like a weird, like, whatever. They wonder why people are unsubscribing. Because they're making dumb decisions. <laughs> Just release the weekly if you want to prolong it that long. But apparently the last episode is two hours and thirty. It's two hours and thirty minutes apparently. And apparently, Brock, the new Thor movie is only an hour and fifty-five minutes, which would make a TV show thirty-five <laughs> minutes longer than a theatrical film. <laughs> you know what? That's fine because it's like there's too many movies that are like two and a half. Mo- like it, it just like did you look at like the run times of most of the Oscar like uh, movie of the years? They were all like two and a half hours. I'm like how like we're in a pandemic where like going to the movies was hard enough i mean now you can it's not a big deal but like you know what i mean like it's just like well i always you know how i always felt i don't i'm not a huge i mean i do like long movies but i'm i don't know if you can't tell a movie in like two hours 90 minutes or two hours then maybe you're in the wrong profession that's what i've always kind of felt because and and everyone always argues it it's like but a long movie doesn't make a good movie at all and i think you know i mean like the doctor strange i haven't seen doctor strange part two but but it's only like two hours and five minutes or something and apparently it just it's just non-stop right and it's like yeah why why one thing about streaming that i like to bring it back to what we're talking about with star wars because people complain like oh why are the star wars episodes only 35 minutes because they don't need more time like could you like any episode of mandalorian or boba fett if they went longer we would have been bored but instead they're like They cut it off to like this is what we're telling, and it, and it's not like I mean Rebels was too short because it was, but it had to be twenty two minutes, right? And then you can think yeah. of like other shows where they're too long because they have to be forty five to fifty minutes. Streaming gives you the luxury of being however long you want, and if Stranger Things needs two and a half hours, which is insane, yeah. but if it needs two and a half hours, give it two and a half two and a half hours. Why they couldn't split that into like two or three episodes, I don't know. But I mean, that's the one thing I really I do appreciate about streaming is that there's no time constraints. It's like this: you want it, you want thirty one minutes, you get thirty one minutes. You want yeah, sixty five, exactly. you get sixty five. So yeah, no, it's it's so true. Uh, but like, yeah, it's exciting. There's a lot of content coming our way. Like Obi Wan. Yeah. Somebody asked me if I was ready. I'm like, I guess it's a TV show. <laughs> I, yeah, I always. Uh, I'm gonna move my camera back a little. I always find it funny when people are like, "Are you are you ready for a TV show?" Yeah, for what, I, yeah I didn't. I didn't course. work on it. I just have to 
Like my yeah. couch has to be more ready than I do. Is it going to fall apart <laughs> while I sit on it? That's really the only stress that I got. I'm looking for. I, did you see that clip that they released of Obi Wan Kenobi with no. him? And it's like a, it's just an extended version of his uh, getting burnt by Owen Lars. Right. Um, there's not much there, but th- but actually, I do want to talk to you about this because it something. I think this is probably from the first episode, but something brought was brought up in that scene that I never actually ever thought of before for whatever reason. But basically, we've always had this idea that Obi-Wan goes to keep a close eye on Luke, right? Like, that's why he's on Tatooine, to keep a close eye on Luke. That's what kind of Revenge of the Sith kind of alludes to. But in this clip, you know, he asks Owen Lars about uh, how the child is. And and, uh, and and Owen's like, you don't care about him. You just want to know if he's showing so that you can train mm-hmm. him. And I kind of like that idea. Like, he doesn't, you know, Obi-Wan... You know, he doesn't, he cares about Luke, but he doesn't actually care about Luke. He cares more, still more maybe about the Jedi Order mm. and bringing them back and training Luke than he does about, about protecting him and, and actually his well-being. Yeah, like, I, I like that a lot, though. It's like, it's interesting. It's like now they're kind of like backpedaling on what yeah. these characters are like. It's sort of like how, you know, we see Luke for the first time in the prequels or the sequels and he's like not what everyone for the last 30 years 40 years have expected after the end of the return of the jedi so it's like now it's like oh look here's the fault in obi-wan we're like like i i think it's going to be very very interesting so it's, but it's just like we do have a lot of obi-wan in uh in in the uh the clone wars show so it's like He's totally capable. It's not like Qui-Gon has been gone for like five minutes. Like he's totally capable of being, but like maybe that now this is what Obi-Wan is without the Jedi council. Cause he's always sort of listened to the council to an extent. So like, it's, you know? Yeah. And I think Obi-Wan, I, I mean, obviously we haven't seen the show, but he might be, I mean, that's what I got from this clip. That might not be exactly how it is, but he, he obviously still wants to train Luke and just maybe mm. he is, he's dealing with, you know, for the first time in his life, because he would have been grabbed by the council when he was a child, he's lost. Mm. You know, he, he yeah. has no family. He has no one. Owen Lars in that clip makes it clear he doesn't like Ben. Like, he's not a fan yeah. of Kenobi's at all in that in that clip. Even what you see in the trailer, obviously. Um, so it, I think it's going to be fun. And also Deborah Chow, and we're going to talk about the Vanity Fair article in a bit. She kind of commented on how she kind of looked to Joker and Logan as two, like, inspirations for the Obi-Wan. Mm movie and i think you know people are reading into it and you know and the joker hate is coming i always love when people decide they hate joker now but it's um it's so stupid but but it but for me for what i took out of that was it was more of a character study than you know anything else like she wanted to dive deep into who this character was and what made them tick and i mean obviously she's not going to tell the death of this character but i think in some aspects she will kind of show there will be some growth to obi-wan obviously and he's gonna wind up where we meet him in a new hope in some capacity i guess maybe not him he's not gonna turn into alligators although i do want to bring up one thing brock i am old yeah. now. i'm very old and one thing i can tell you is people are always like this is nine years apart and they show you and mcgregor and alec guinness and they're like nine years apart yeah i if people age like that man that's what happens now when you age you get to that age and all of a sudden it's like and it's like it's scary to think because i'm almost there but you know what i mean like it's not that hard to believe anymore uh you mcgregor looks great he probably won't age like that but i mean it's not that unbelievable anymore 
It's fine. Who cares? Who cares? Like, we've had 17 Batmans. Granted, <laughs> none of the stories are continuations of each other, but, oh, I guess, I mean, I, I, I guess you could argue that, like, the Tim Burton, uh, Joel Schumacher Batmans kind of sort of exist in the same universe, so. Well, they, I think, to that point, they didn't know what they were doing back then in terms of all yeah. that stuff. Like, they were just like, just make another one. Yeah, and I, yeah. I mean, whatever. They did what they did, and, um, Batman and Robin is the best Batman movie of all time. Yeah, there you go. It's all the same, Alfred. So, and commission, and the commission, and commission. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm all, <laughs> I'm all for it. No, I'm looking forward to Obi Wan. I think though, at Celebration, we're going to get some Andor footage. We'll probably get some kind of something yeah. about Ahsoka. I mean, they just started shooting, shoot, shooting, shooting a few weeks ago for Ahsoka. Yeah. So I, we probably won't get any footage, but we'll get something. I'm sure. I mean, we already got Rosario Dawson in that Vanity Fair video. I don't know if he's checked that out or not. Um, so much fun stuff going. Like, Star Wars is... Uh, so, I think the the timeline of Star Wars now, Brock, is we got Obi-Wan in May, yeah. Andor in June, Mando in probably, like, November, December, and then next year, Ahsoka. So, we're going to be nonstop Star Wars. And then there's that John Watts show that's coming up. And then the Acolyte is still on the docket. They did not Ooh. cancel the Acolyte, which was kind of speculated on a few weeks ago, which excites me because I love the idea of a villain-centric show. But I also, I don't know if you read about the John Watts one, but this John Watts idea where it's like Goon Star Wars, but Goonies combined. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, you know? why not? Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I think what well, you just said, why not? You got yeah. Disney Plus, just shove it in our faces. They just made a, a show about a guy that, like, has the power of Egyptian gods, like, <laughs> and it was good. And, like, it's one guy, it's a one actor basically talking to himself throughout the entire show. Like, sky's the limit, and, it, and like, it, it worked. I like Moon Knight quite a bit, so, like, just go and make it. Why not? Like, um, I'm trying to think of an, a Star Wars example. I feel like there was something recently that was like, yeah, that was cool. I don't know. It's, you know, we got to let's lean, let Favreau and Filoni do their thing and then let everyone else just do like, yeah, you want to do Star Wars Visions? Like, sure. <laughs> that was fun. So, yeah, I think, yeah, the people are complaining because I guess the John Watch show is going to take place after Return of the Jedi, which I, I mean, this is my the one issue Star Wars has. Well, there's a few, there's a few. But the thing is, everyone complains about the time. Like, I'm sick of this time. Let's go to this time. I'm like, why do you want to go? Like, I look, I want to go forward. Don't get me wrong. I do yeah. like the idea of going after Ray and all that stuff. That being said, Star Wars, I mean, we all like to pretend. Like, High Republic's, from what I heard, it's great and everything. And I like the idea. Yeah. But Star Wars is like this time. Like, what we've had of Star Wars is this time period. And I think we've said this before, where you kind of have, if you want to get out of that time period, you have to organically grow from that time period. Like you have yeah. to kind of like even the acolyte, which takes place, it takes place a hundred years before the prequels. They still have to like save. This is a hundred years before the, pre like, it, like this is like the center of the, of the, of the star Wars universe is the original trilogy. Like it or not, that's the center of the star Wars universe. And you can't do anything without that center. And you can't, you can't go past that. Until you do the prequels and the sequels, and then those let you go out. But you yeah. have to, I think, exhaust that middle area there. And there's so much story to tell because if you go too far in the future or the past, it just turns into Valerian. 
I'm gonna I, you know what? That. Like, it's like you should just keep the film sort of like the flagship of like when you start charging into new territory and then go from there. I mean, I like the sequels, but not everyone does. So it's sort of like uh, maybe we don't touch anything in that that range. Like, okay. I mean, Mandalorian sort of Mandalorian Boba Fett's kind of going into it a little bit, but it's still staying in that like. Well, they're doing what? Era. Yeah, that's a great point because they're doing what the what the Clone Wars did with the prequels, only not as in your face. But yeah. like you just said, though, is and when and we're in that era now. So when the prequels came out, I think there was three of us that liked the prequels. Yeah. And now and Disney would not touch the prequels with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. They were like, no prequel, take away all the pod racing flags yeah. out of the Force Awakens. We don't want anything to do with the prequels. Now, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, uh, every, like we're getting so much prequel love. Like the amount of prequel love in the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett is insane. We got a, a, a Naboo Starfighter for crying out loud. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, 20 years later, we can start to embrace it. And that might it might not take that long for the sequels because of social media. I think social media ramps that up a lot, like her nostalgia factor and things. So maybe in five years when the 10 year olds are now 15, they're like, oh, I'm nostalgic for the sequel. But I think you're right though. I think at some, I think you'd let that breathe for a little while. And if you yeah. want to bring Ray back, you rave it. Like Daisy Ridley's not even 30. I don't think. Right. So, I mean, she's got yeah. some time where she could like go do her own stuff and then bring her back in a couple of years. And like Ray's yeah. older and wiser. And then you take it from there. I, it's, I mean, and people who love the sequels might not like that, but I mean, time flies. Let's be honest; like, time goes by so fast that it'll be yeah. twenty years, and you won't, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, remember, remember Finn? Finn's now a full blown Jedi in this new movie that's coming out." Yeah, yeah. And then, then you're like, "Oh, oh, I want to know more." But yeah, like that's all Star Wars. It's like, oh, it's like I fought with your father in the Clone Wars, and like, oh, that's a cool idea. What's that about? And then you know. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's, you know what, like, just sidebar, like, High Republic, it's like, yeah, I feel like I haven't thought about that in a while. So it's like, I wonder, I got to look in to see if there's any new books coming out. Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I, I'm looking forward, especially Celebration coming back in, I would argue, full force and, I believe there's like virtual panels happening as well that you can like apply to go to. I keep getting emails about not looking into it, but like I'm sure we're going to get tons of content and that's going to be very, very exciting. I can't and, see how this, this I think, yeah. honestly, I mean, I had a lot of, like obviously we went to Orlando five, five yeah. freaking years ago and that was a lot of fun. And yeah. Chicago was a good time, but I honestly think that this is going to be the strongest celebration in terms mm -hmm. of, of uh, Star Wars projects to celebrate like i mean when we went it was last jedi and like a last season of rebels and then yeah. battlefront 2 like there wasn't much going on star wars it was yeah. a great time i'm not i'm not arguing mm. one against the other it's just in terms of what you know to you're gonna get probably this one is you probably more stuff's gonna come out and, and we got i gotta bring this up to you quickly because people will be going to celebration and some people will not be going to celebration but I know there was a lot of fuss online about The Mandalorian season one or two where they showed that trailer, but they only showed it for people in the room. Mm. Um, and people were complaining that they should show it for everybody. I was I was on the side, Brock, that I felt that I was okay with it just being for the people that were there yeah. because they're the people that spent a lot of money, a lot of time. Yeah. And then they, you know, they want a chance to go in there because of the lottery to get in the room, which kind of it kind of sucks. But at the same time, that's that's the deal. That's what it is. But so I, I for me, like I didn't go, um, and I didn't get to watch it. And I was, I, you know, I was like, damn. 
but at the same time i was okay because they they you know they pay a lot of money for that experience they take time out that's their vacation uh they're diehard fans and then at the end of the day i'm gonna watch the mandalorian anyway so i'm gonna (laughs) whatever they showed in there eventually i'm gonna see so that was where i was i just wanted to know where you were on that oh no i fully agree like there's got to be incentive for like paying money and standing in line for hours on end and like being early, like, like, sorry. <laughs> and you know, someone there will like probably screen grab it or whatever. Like, and you know what? Maybe we can just be surprised. Like, it's like, oh, and just because they show something there doesn't mean it's canon until it's on the silver <laughs> or small screen, then it's canon. Just enjoy like that. Your your hard work, your heart, your your sacrifice time like gives you that incentive. So that's why you go in person. For sure, that that's how I am. I just, I mean, like like you said, we're it's you're gonna see it. We're gonna see it. Let's chill. Let the people there have a great time. Don't take away from I, their joy. Outside of like Grogu, like Hollywood's pretty bad at keeping secrets to begin with. Like. I think oh, I've said gosh, this to you yeah. many times, James. Like, them showing Natalie Portman in Thor Love and Thunder was a huge mistake because the reveal of her it's not being a in it would, would be huge. Huge yeah. if you're in well, the theater watching. I think even... A, have you seen Doctor Strange Part 2? No, but the internet ruined everything in it. Exactly. So and, and not only that, but I the week the weekend before it came out, I just went online and I saw a spoiler. Yeah. Of what of the of the Illuminati. Like it was the whole lineup, a shot from yeah. the movie that wasn't even out yet. And I, I actually was like, I think Fantasia messaged me to, about something else that day, and I said, stay off stay off the internet. Because I know yeah. he would get and I'm like, what the hell is this crap? Like yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know, that stuff is leaked, but is it leaked or is it leaked? You know, like because yeah. you've always had that theory where Star Wars leaks things for real. Yeah. And I, I kind of buy into that because for I've heard people say that that happens. And it's a good way to gauge audience reaction. And mm. if and and Grogu, Grogu did not leak. Like there was some. And Grogu, come on, who would not want to leak Grogu? Who wouldn't want to be yeah, the one exactly. to break the news? Like like there's a baby Yoda in this show. Who yeah. would not want that? So yeah, I think I think most. I mean, I think I think um, there are some leaks. I think the Spider-Man No Way Home leak was an accident with the visual. I don't know if you saw that the visual effects picture, and it was. Um, the Doctor Strange dungeon thing where he had all the villains in their cages. Mm, yeah, yeah. That 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 leaked, I think, a few months before. And I think that I think that guy got fired. <laughs> the, the visual yeah, effects guy. Yeah. I think that was a legit like a leak leak. But the other stuff, I yeah, I don't know. You're right. I mean, Hollywood, yeah. if they if they want to keep a secret, it's gonna get kept. And if they don't, you're going to see it. Because think about it, like the Love and Thunder trailer is pretty awesome, and it doesn't show Natalie Portman till the end. You don't even I don't even think you hear her voice at any point. No. So, like, you see that movie, you're like, okay, cool. It's Thor trying to figure himself out after Endgame, and he's going to go on uh, an adventure with the Guardians. Like, cool, souls. I'm in. Like, easy. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, didn't like the song choice in it, but we'll talk. That's, that's not here. Yeah. But I, just because I'm like, it's overplayed. That was my feeling. I'm just like, come on. Like, yeah. the movie looks amazing. I get, look, yeah, you're, I like, like I think between that, like the only movie I want to see more than that, and I haven't seen it yet, is Chippendale Rescue Rangers, <laughs> which is also getting spoiled for me. There's a huge Let's cameo in it, huge cameo in it that got spoiled for me, and I'm I'm very. Have you seen that one yet? No, not yet. I, that came out yesterday, right? 
Yeah, it came out on the twentieth, and I, a spoiler got spoiled for me. And I was like, "Damn, I wish, I wish I saw that in the movie." Because it's one of those things where I think I would have laughed really yeah. hard had I seen it. Anyway, this is a Star Wars podcast. So we should do a Chippendale. What a time! What a time! Chippendale scum. But yeah, so um, Vanity Fair, the revel- the rebellion will be televised, is what they call it. Did you take a look at? There's some. I mean, yeah. I there's always nice pictures. pictures. I'm probably yeah, they do a good job. I'm probably gonna pick this up on Tuesday when I'm in uh, in the chapters. When I can go to chapters on Tuesday, pick it up. We have a holiday yeah. on Monday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Americans have a holiday as well. I had a colleague said like, "Oh, I heard about this new new Star Wars show, Rebellion." I'm like, "Rebellion? What are you talking about?" I was like, yeah, like <laughs> "Rebellion." So and he sent me that link. It's like the Rebellion was not televised. I'm like, "No, no, these are the new Star Wars shows that are coming out." I that's kind of funny though. I it, I guess it could be confusing if you didn't know, but you'd have to read the the show. But I guess if you were intrigued enough, you'd probably pick up the you'd probably read it if you could. Yeah. I'm curious why I'm going to buy this when the entire article and all the pictures are online. And actually, last time yeah. I bought a Vanity Fair, I bought the Vanity Fair for Rise of Skywalker. I bought both covers. Remember the Ray and Kylo? Yeah. And if I remember correctly, there were pictures that were not in the physical copy that were online. There were more pictures yeah, online. So. Yeah, I remember that. I just think we're in such an awesome time for Star Wars, where I honestly believe like this is uh, what this is where George Lucas wanted the franchise to to go. This is like like he wanted um, actually this Vanity Fair with uh, Anthony Bresnikan. He did a podcast with Adam Lance Garcia. You can check it out at Atlanta Club, um, and they talked a little bit about it, and they talked about how this all cut like it all kind of started from, from underworld, like George Lucas underworld mm. and how, you know, he wanted to do it. They had all the scripts written, but, uh, but at the time technology wasn't there and it was way too costly. So he, he abandoned ship on it, but they've kind of used all the lessons learned. And then Favreau came in and the, the volume stagecraft uh, kind of allowed them to, to do the star Wars show that Lucas was never able to do, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, which is it's a cool story. Whatever. I'm a nerd. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, no, uh, I always like that Vanity Fair does this. It's just like once you've seen the pictures, it's I, I know what it is too. It's like these pictures are gonna just be all over social media as well. So it's like I don't search out the articles anymore. I just like, oh, there it is. Very nice. No, you so, know, I, I, I just um I follow like Adam Lance Garcia and I are friends on Twitter. We follow each other on Twitter. We're besties. Mm-hmm. Those and uh, no, and then he just retweeted the the podcast. And I was like, well, and I was, I think I was working outside or something on like our garden. And I decided to put my headphones on and just listen to it. And uh, it was, it was a good conversation. It kind of, cause uh, Kevin Kennedy also talks about how, you know, they, they learned their lesson on recasting Han Solo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was taken, I think largely out of context. And I, I mean, you know, she kind of talked about how they did it and it failed and they learned not to do that again. And I think people took it as an attack on Alden Ehrenreich. And I think it was more just the whole idea. And it's all a learning curve. And people, you know, as much you and I obviously love Solo. We saw it twice in the theater together. Um, But we do the rankings every year, Brock. Every year I do the rankings. And every year Solo. So the last Jedi and Solo obviously are like, this is how it goes. Okay. People, the last Jedi is a lot of people's la- like bottom of the list movie. Right. 
but but it's also a lot of people's like number one or number two movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's like very divisive. It's but solo yeah. is either on the bottom or like mid to bottom on most of the lists. Right. And P and I've had a few people like, I wanted to put solo last, but I know you love it, so I didn't. I get a lot of those emails as well when people give the list. So I think as much as we all love solo, I think the the grand scope and like the larger general audience they kind of take a pass on solo more than we do as diehard fans. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like an example of solo. Solo is good, but then it, it felt, uh, felt uh, subject to, um, they had to start over. Like they had to stop with their, their original idea yeah. and start over. It's like, and perhaps you could say that about some of the sequels too, with like the passing of Carrie Fisher. Then they had to rejig it, and they had to fix. So it's like, yeah, they had to fire a bunch of people. So it's like, there were a lot of variables. Yeah, like it's just like yeah, and I hate knowing all that. So it's like mm-hmm. people that like Solar, like I think we all sort of in the back of our heads, like I like this, but I know it could have been better. Not to say that Lord and Miller had a better idea but because they had to like stop and redo everything it's like you lose like the thread sometimes and that's one thing people also forget is when she mentions how they they learned their lesson on that part of that too is the the lord and miller version apparently aaron reich was very like jim carrey slapsticky han solo Mm. like he wasn't Mm. so that could be another thing is maybe like it's hard to go back and do these characters with a new actor taking a new approach to it and i don't think it's every character she's talking about i think it's like beloved characters because obviously we're getting ahsoka we're getting obi-wan was obviously recast there's differences um but i just think people took what she said in the wrong light um (laughs) you know which is surprising obviously but i i I don't know i think yeah solo solo uh, um obviously didn't do very well in the box office I mean, it still made a ton of money, but it didn't do very yeah. well. And there's a lot of variables why. Um, and I just think, I, just, I remember when the movie ended, we were all happy. And I remember my mom, who likes every movie and likes every Star Wars movie, she didn't like Aaron Oldenreich's Han Solo. And I think Harrison Ford is a really tough actor to swap. Like, because he's, you know, when they were, remember when they were t- talking about like recasting Indiana Jones like 10 years ago, like eight years yeah. ago? And everyone was like, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. I didn't think Chris Pratt was right. Either. I think the, the closest actor, and I don't think this guy should have played Han Solo at all. Don't quote me on that. But I think like Chris Pine reminds me of like a, a Harrison Ford, where yeah, he can be yeah. like tough and suave, but also like, because Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford is like, you're like, he's the toughest guy in the room. And then like the next minute he's yelling, screaming, running away from stormtroopers <laughs> and telling Jacques to get the plane fly. Like he's got this quality to him that, that it's really hard to emulate that. Like there's just something yeah. about him and you can argue, you know, what's his name, Anthony and Gruber or whatever, but like, it's like doing his voice isn't doing his, he's just, there's something about him. And so th- what I'm saying though, is like, if, you can't get past that, which that's a big part of on solo. You know, it Eric isn't Harrison Ford and he shouldn't be. And that's one of the things I liked about his performance was that he kind of did his own thing. Um, but he's more Christian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I just, yeah, I don't know. That's in the past. This new era that's coming of, Star Wars stuff. I mean, I'm super psyched for Ahsoka, and that's still way off in the distance. But like, 
Mandalorian season three, and it's like we've already had season two point five in Boba Fett, so it's like they can go, they they can just completely start a whole new story at this point. So not have to like they can go immediately into what they're gonna do with the dark saber and where Moff Gideon is and da 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 da. So like, woo! Um, I'm excited. Yeah, Ahsoka is going to be a lot of fun. And look, Ahsoka, like everyone, Ashley Eckstein, whatever, but Ahsoka is a new character for a lot of Star mm-hmm. Wars fans. Yeah. And that's exciting because uh, you're taking. I, they, it took them a long time, but they're finally accepting and appreciating yeah. what came before. And, you know, people, I, I know Filoni is a hot topic, but man, yeah. like him throwing her, him forcing his hand and putting Ahsoka in Rebels might end up being the best thing to happen to Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, as weird as that sounds, because when she first showed up in Rebels, I was like, oh, God, Ahsoka. Like, that was my feeling. Sorry if I'm offending you. But then I was like, oh, I like Ahsoka now. What's happening? And yeah. now she keeps showing up, and she's playing a part in the bigger Star Wars storyline. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I, obviously that wasn't the plan when it happened, but now it's like, well, this that could be the best decision that's been made in the last 10 years of of, yeah. of Star Wars, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sweet. Um, yeah, Star Wars, James. Star Wars. Star Wars. All right, we'll uh, move on to the odds, I guess. Never tell me the odds. I don't have the video in. You want, give me one second. I'm not gonna cut this either, though. This is gonna be the best nice. part. Is I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna this leave this in. Yeah. Hold on. I'm gonna go R S. Eclipse, watch this and never tell me the odds. Open, never tell me the odds. What are they? That's the ability of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to one. Never tell me the odds. Yeah, Aaron Reich. <laughs> never tell me the odds. Brought to you by patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast. If you like what we do, why don't you come over and support us? Because we would greatly appreciate that. Today our internet works, but they, tomorrow might not work. It's been pretty solid today. We should record during the day all the time. Uh, but if you like what we do and you want to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast and check out what we have for anyone that feels like they can support us. Like the following wonderful people. Heidi Fetter, executive producer. Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi. Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Stanaforth, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W. Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Play 1, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Den and Nerds, and the girls with Sabres. Boom. Thank you to all those wonderful people. And thank you for just listening if you're listening or watching or whatever you do with this podcast. Probably using it as a paperweight. I don't know how, <laughs> but somebody is. All right, Never Tell Me The Odds brought to us by Patreon. Thank you so much for all your support. Uh, Never Tell Me The Odds, the first odd. Darth Plagueis will be in the Acolyte. Are we going to see Plagueis at all in the Acolyte? Yes, 80%. Ooh. But I don't know how that's going to work. Because it's like they haven't really set up any Sith in the High Republic yet. But what do I know? Well, the High Republic is 200 years before Phantom Menace, yeah. right? And this is a hundred years before Phantom Menace, so I guess that gives them a lot of leeway and leverage, yeah. like to do what they want. I'm gonna go fifty-one percent. I think it would make sense, but but I believe it's like a ninja type show with a female lead. Maybe they oh, make, yeah, like right. a, they could make female like as a female, I guess, couldn't they? 
Like, is it ever distinctly mentioned that Plagueis is a dude? Like in canon, and the only time the only time in canon he's mentioned is in the Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, Uh, I'm gonna fifty one percent. Our next odd, Reva 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 McIntyre will turn the turn to the light side by the end of the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Will she become a good guy? Go zero on this. I don't like it. (laughs) <laughs> no sir i don't like it do you know what i don't like about this character right now is is uh is uh is um not the, not the character but i read this thing where they're like apparently by the end of this like no one knows what happened to her and i'm hoping they just said that so that we don't know her fate in the kenobi series and like they're kind of high. instead of like she just vanishes at the end of the show I, I hope that doesn't happen i hope she has a distinctive ending whether it's like you know, she dies or she lives and does this. I don't want her to just vanish by the end. I'm going to go 11%. Right. Um, uh, right yeah, you just 11% because, again, that would be stupid. Uh, well, I mean, she was good, right? Because she would have been a Jedi and now she's turned into a, 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 an Inquisitor. So why would she go? I don't want flip-flopping. Uh, and our final odd is from Heidi. What are the odds that through the Force Yoda and Obi-Wan will debate, disagree about training Leia? See, I like this one uh, because not so much like the dropping of Leia or Luke in Obi-Wan. I like the idea that like Obi-Wan and Yoda are talking to each other. So it's like I I, I never really assumed that they wouldn't be like distant during this. But like it would be sweet to like get more of, you know, those conversations that you see Obi-Wan and Yoda have in, I guess, both Empire and Jedi. I think it's more Jedi. Like, no, 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 it's Empire. So it's like that the, that dialogue. If there's like a continuation, so it's like the the conversation that we hear when we're, Luke is standing there to like what happens prior to all that. I think that'd be really really interesting if it was like, oh, they said some little term here that that now we are explaining that no one's ever really clicked into. Like that'd be awesome. I want to go eighty percent strictly on the fact that like yeah. Uh, force con- a force phone call of Obi Wan to Yoda would be a force Skype. <laughs> I am going to, I'm going to go seventy two percent, seventy two percent. I love that idea. Everything you just said, I love it. I think, um, yeah, more of that. Why not? If you can do it, do it. And we all yeah. know that we go we go bonkers for uh, for Yoda. Yeah, I think, I think that's become very clear. I tried to take a picture of you doing that, but uh, it's not in focus. No, I'm blind nice. as a bat. Top five. So two fifty one. <laughs> top five. Let's do it. Top five. Top five. Obi Wan Kenobi moments from the movies. Oh, I guess we should have added Clone Wars in this, but none of mine are from Clone Wars. So, I, oh, I'll, we should bring up actually. I sent you this thing. Disney UK posted the watch list for the obi-wan kenobi show we should could we talk about this for one second because it's the watch list is friday may 20th you got to watch the phantom yes. menace okay saturday may 21st you watch attack of the clones fair sunday may 22nd you watch the clone wars movie monday the 23rd watch clone wars season 2 episode 12 to 16 tuesday the 24th you watch season 4 of the clone wars episodes 15 to 18 and uh, Wednesday, May 25th, you watch The Clone Wars Season 5, 14 to 16. And then Thursday, the 26th, you watch Revenge of the, Revenge of the Sith. And then on the 27th, you watch 
Obi-Wan Kenobi, the show, the first two episodes. A lot of the Clone Wars shows, Brock, those episodes are very Satine heavy. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I assume because I haven't looked at which ones they were, but like I knew that like they have to be Obi-Wan centric. So, yeah, I, I love this idea. I don't have time to watch something every day, but I might try yeah. to like do the time, like, like figure out all the time. So, it's three movies, and I think like 12 episodes is like that's probably what about nine, 10 hours. Like, maybe I can make that happen before Obi-Wan. Like, I think this is awesome, and I. I hope it's like legit and not just like someone in marketing who's like, oh, this is an Obi-Wan one. Like, I hope there's some like actual validity to this. Like, I think that's genius and they should always do this with. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's such, I saw it. I was like, whoa, that's, that's awesome. Like there's thought into it. Yeah. I I love that. So um, we'll post that on Facebook. Sure. Yeah. Disney plus needs to do a lot more of like, they use their platform as a place for fans to exist. So all the trailers they need to drop and be on your main thing or like don't have commercials before like have the trailers or i don't know something something that's worthwhile being a disney plus subscriber and like or just like checklists like this like this is genius <laughs> yeah it's such a such a good idea and i am here for it i'm probably yeah. gonna gonna try to watch what i can all right top five we want kenobi mo- uh, moments from the movies or if you want clone wars breaking that clone wars uh, my number five is another happy landing <laughs> my number five is gonna i'm just gonna get the meme out of the way the hello there general kenobi or general kenobi hello there out of the way uh yeah fantastic my number four is when he says hello there to luke skywalker in a new hope when we first meet him in a new hope also i like what he's like walking down yeah yeah, great. yeah great intro my number four is going to be when he fights Django Fett on, in Camino or whatever on on the what do you call that like the takeoff yeah, platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's just you know at the time he's just soaked because it's raining <laughs> or like waves. <laughs> I love that scene. It's not in my top five. Uh, my number three is hello there to Grievous. It's going to be every time he says hello there. It's going to be every time. Hello there. Hello there. Uh, I, I like uh, when he turns off the 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 shields in the Death Star. Or the not the, the force field in uh, yeah. the Death Star. Because I work in broadcasting and they have a thing on Switchers called T-Bars, which is basically what you see when they shoot the Death Star. Because they just use video equipment to make it look like a control deck. I'm pretty sure he like pulls something down and goes... So when I'm at work, I'm always thinking that sound. It's so true. <laughs> I always did that as a kid too. Whenever, boom. I actually, I still do that. Uh, my number two is uh, you are my brother, and again the whole fight with uh, Vader at the end of Revenge of the Sith. That whole scenario is in there. Yeah, mine is. Uh, I have the high ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, my number one is uh, in Attack of the Clones, just the speeder chase. I just love the speeder chase. My number one is is uh, is Alec Guinness's monologue that set up the entire sequel. Like, your father was an amazing pilot. We fought together in the Clone Wars. Here's Unbelievable. A, uh, here's something shocking, though, James. Not one of us talked about the duel of the fates. Uh, no, I thought I thought about it, but that's mm. more. I mean, until the end, that's more Qui Gon 
than that's true. That's true. Obi-Wan. So, yeah, I, I did think about it, but I, I decided to go with him versus Vaderkin uh, yeah. instead. That was, that was a, Vaderkin. <laughs> Vaderkin. You're my brother, Bananakin. Uh, that was, yeah. It, I mean, they're, they're also, there's so many good moments. You know, what are you going to do? It's Star Wars. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. His show comes out in a few days. It's all yeah. very exciting. Anything yeah, that you're, you're hoping? Are you are you is there anything you're hoping to see in this show or anything you're hoping not to see in the show? Are you like, oh, I hope they don't go too far on this, or are you just like, bring it, bring it? No. You know what? I want to see. I want to see Jar Jar Binks. There, I said it. Yeah, so. me too. I, he, did you in in uh, interview? I think with Vanity Fair, he said like, oh, it'd be nice to see if Jar Jar. Jar, nice to see Jar Jar yeah. again. And I, yeah. and it's kind of like, are you hinting at it? Like that was my first thing. Is like, are you kind of like? hinting at Jar Jar it would make sense like I think it'd be kind of cool even though in the aftermath books you kind of understand that he went back to Naboo but yeah. I still think it'd be kind of cool if Jar Jar was on Alderaan with Leia or something like for a little while I mean whatever he could be like I'm Misa here Misa going on my starship to Naboo now like I think it'd be yeah. kind of cool um to see that I don't think they'll they'll do that because of where they threw him in the aftermath books which whatever but uh yeah I'd be I'd be down for it for sure Morse, Yusa Jar Jar. All right, this is episode 251 of the Rebels Gum Podcast. Brock has to go to the Jays game now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't bring it in, but I got the Chewbacca. Oh, you got it? That thing. I'll, uh, I'll show it next episode. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I saw a picture of it. Din, our friend Din from F105. He went to the Jays game just to get that. I don't even think he stayed for the game. He just got that and left. All right, everyone. <laughs> thanks for Thanks for watching. Uh, give us a like and a subscribe and, and all of that stuff. And uh, he's Brock. I'm James. And he was always scum. Rebel scum. Scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos. 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 Latest videos.